Peasants, squires, rats, peasant rats, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Flow State Gaming Podcast, episode 29. Um, this, this intro is already garbage, guys, and, and I have to tell you something. You podcast listeners might already know Coulter's gone. He's left me in the dust once again. He, he's given me the burden of carrying this podcast, even though it's already dead. So we're just going to get into it. We're going to we're going to get deep, um, deep and dirty. In reality, Coulter is actually, guys, he, he's an uncle. He's officially an uncle. So he's dealing with that. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to take over here. So some things we're going to get into. Some things we're going to get deep into here is is Sage. We're going to we're going to get into the agent Sage. We actually tried to do this episode a while ago. And it was so garbage and dog water. It was it was filthy. We we had to scrap it. Um Coulter knew nothing about Sage at all cuz he he never plays support agents. You know, he's just running duelists and just making the team mad cuz he's an insta locker. Um so I I think that's what we're going to cover here tonight tonight. Um Sage doesn't provide any interest. Coulter and I actually I played Sage, I mained her quite a bit. So it's it's gonna be a good one. Starting off the the you know, the evening right, we have a hot drink section. And I cannot do any justice to this section because I, I found a piece of my coffee machine broken. It was it was broken off and I found it. And I think that was playing into my my burnt coffee taste that I've been drinking, but I'm not positive. So, you know, I, I make a shot and, and she pours great. And I realize I'm out of coffee beans. So I think I got maybe like four beans in this shot, maybe maybe six beans, hopefully. And and it's just a watery burnt shot with with nothing in here. And it, it didn't even pour anything at all. It was just so, it was so dirty and burnt. I didn't know what to do with it. And then, and I look at my fridge and we, we ran out of creamer too. So this, this right here, you can barely see that, but that's just straight burnt coffee with nothing in it. And, and it tastes here. Yeah, it's, it's just like burnt water dirty water it's it's gross um so that's what we're rocking in um today and guys the just an announcement here we're going to get into this section but there there won't be any any peasant lashings tonight i think i think that's a section for Coulter and i to cover um so i think we're going to bring that for next week hopefully we're going to get a live peasant on and um talk with them but getting to the announcement section Guys, I had a great week of Valorant. Valorant related, it was it was an amazing week. Like I said last week, I was I was on my about to be on my D rank game to plat from plat one to gold three, and I said if I got to get to gold three, I'm quitting this game forever. And and fortunately, I actually I guys I got to my D rank game, and then I I managed to pull, I don't know I I pulled something out of my cheeks, and just started clapping left and right. And I, I was able to get out. I, I climbed. I climbed on my D-rank game, just match MVP, match MVP. And I rose to, to plat three with about 50 RR. So holding plat three very well. And um, 
and this is great guys. This is, this is amazing. So, so we've managed to, um, revive ourselves. It was kind of a recovery um, stream that I've managed to, um, pull myself out of. So I, I guess I might continue playing Valorant still and it's not dead. It's not over yet, which is, which is kind of exciting. Um, another announcement here. We have a fellow peasant in the discord known as Goswin who created a LFG Google sheets page. And in this page, it kind of holds the informa information of um, all of the, the related peasants that we have. We're going to try to collect all their information on um, their rank servers. They play on and then agents they play. We're going to, so, so if you guys, are already in the discord or if you guys want to join the discord get in there it's in the lfg competitive channel and you can type in your information there and then you can see who else is the same rank as you and then you'll be able to um actually see and, and message fellow peasants asking them if they want to play so it's going to say you know me plat three these servers so we're going to be able to start um, making a community, playing with fellow peasants, because obviously solo queuing is garbage, and we're just trying to stay away from that, right? So um, thank you, Goswin. That, that Google Sheets page is actually going to be very helpful. Hopefully we can get a lot of boys in there, and it's, it's quite exciting. Another huge announcement here, actually. This is pretty big. <clears throat> we, we are on the search. We are on the search for... Hey, brother, we already have possibly a few candidates. Um, but I think I think we're looking for two, maybe one peasant who is willing to commit at least three games a day of Valorant or more. We we at least more who is on the lower um elo of um the game. And we're getting an immortal immortal brother that is going to start coaching them. So if you guys want to be coached at Valorant, if you guys want to be, um, if you guys just want to get better, you guys know you guys are garbage and you want to um, just get get told some things that you can do better. Maybe you you know what you're doing wrong, but you just want to be, you know, spoken to. You want that to be brought to light. Then this is your chance. Um, it, it's obviously going to be free. We aren't charging any of you guys because, I mean, it's a community here. It's a, it's a kingdom. We share the breadcrumbs. We aren't having all the bread for ourselves. So if you guys want to get in that discord, obviously, and, or just come here live on Twitch flow, underscore state, underscore gaming, obviously get here Tuesdays, 7 PM, of course, but get here, be active. Um, just send a message to Coulter and I, or I just asking, you know, what, what, what it's about. We'll give you the details and hopefully we can get some peasants on there and then we're going to do a month review. So we're going to, we're going to start it out. There, let's say a peasants in bronze one. He's going to be coached for a month, and then we're just going to kind of come back to them. Coulter and I are going to come back to you guys, the the coach and the peasant, and we're just going to do a little review on um, the progression, what rank he was before, and what rank he is now. So I think that would be really really exciting for for one of you guys. I mean, I would take that up offer up any day. That'd be great, you know. So being able to do that, that'd be sick. So if you if you guys want to get better, um, let us know. And we will we will choose one one lucky boy. Um, all right, 
that covers it for that section. Also, Friday night Fortnite, we do want to um start doing that. We just we still don't have enough of a presence to um completely start some games, you know? So eventually we will get that started. All right, moving on to community feedback here. We have we okay, you guys have been saved again. And it, I'm very I'm actually this this week was very uh, motivating for Coulter and I. We had some great messages, so I'm just going to read them to you guys. Junior P- Batista. Hey guys, really enjoy really enjoy your podcast listening from the Dominican Republic. So so p- quite a ways away. Would be fun to have an episode to discuss the upcoming master event and what your predictions are for each region. So um just a note on this message. Thank you for the message, man. We really appreciate it. We want to we're we're trying to stay away from esports obviously. We want to um focus in on how to get better at playing games, how to get better at Valorant and more of like statistics and whatnot. Cause a lot of people, they, they don't want the esports. you know, there's that crowd that doesn't want that. But I think since this is like the first Valorant land party, you know, like official land party that they're doing tournament, we might, I think Coulter and I will probably discuss possibly, you know, an episode where we can go over who we think, think is going to win maybe like review a game on there. I think that'd be cool just cause it's relevant. Um, maybe not bore you guys too much with all the esport, you know, gamer names, but hopefully we can do that. I think that'd be awesome. So thank you for your message. I, I cannot pronounce your name. I'm terrible at talking, but Andy, thank you. Thank you for the message. Hey, what's up boys. I'm just a measly peasant who is hard stuck silver three, always a game out of gold. Then the game decides to drop me to silver two. Shout out to them throwers, smurfs, AFKs. Love your guys pod. Give me something to listen to during the day. And one day, hopefully we can tear it up together on Val whenever you're free. Of course, man, we would love to do so. Um, recommend just getting in the discord, you know, going into that Google Sheets, entering your info, and we can definitely um, queue up sometime. But thank you for the message, man. And honestly, guys, the smurfs, throwers, they're just so common. It's it's insane. I mean, I, I think you deal with them everywhere. Like if, if you are silver three and like you're just saying like, oh, it's just silver three. It's everywhere. It, it sucks, man. It really does. Um, all right. Another message here that I'm not going to try to pronounce. And I, I think I could do it. I just I don't want to. Um, I don't want to shame you. But Patel. Thank you for the message. I just found your podcast today while at work. And I've listened to about two episodes and I feel so motivated to just grind out Valorant this weekend. Keep up the great work. Thanks, man. I I think that's what we hope to do is just like to bring light into the Valorant game and um, try to just get people in there, you know, get people motivated to play. Obviously, whenever I talk about Valorant or whenever I talk, you know, Tuesdays, I always want to play Coulter and I always have a a strong desire to run a game after is to play Valorant just because it's, you know, it's a fun thing to do. And when you start talking about it, listening to it, you like want to make those clutch plays. You want to get that other um, headshot or whatnot. <clears throat> All right. So that kind of covers it, guys. We, we've covered the, the basic topics here. Moving on to um, a new topic, I would say. In our Discord, we've created a channel, um, Topic Suggestions, which is kind of just any questions you guys have or... Um, just suggestions you want for the podcast. 
I'm just going to cover some here. Obviously, not all of them. We kind of want to save them for another episode where Coulter's at. But Lingo, thank you for the message here. Flanking, lurking, when it's appropriate and who should do it. Um, I'm just going to touch on this lightly, but flanking and lurking, a lot of people, you, you either see it every single round in, in a game or you never see it at all. It kind of, um, it just varies on who's playing on your team. If there's like an, like a, an aggressive jet or if there's not, I would say you want to do it at least, like at least do it once, you know, in, in a half, like don't never do it because putting pressure on the team, like we've talked about getting map control is insanely important. If you know, no one's B and they're all like, or a lot of them are on a or mid, you can kind of get like. Just get more map control, kind of get out, try to run a flank, get behind their backs, because then that's a free kill for you. Um, who should do it? It definitely depends on that. I would say just agents that can get out of situations. So Reyna and Jet obviously is probably the best lurker just because of her dash. You know, she's able to get a kill, dash back, and she's free. Um, she she can't die from that. A lot of people say Omen is. But in, in my personal opinion, I don't think he's like as good as Jet can be just because he doesn't have that, you know, that quick ability to get out. Also, you are focusing, you're, you're watching this Jet coming that can kill you also or dash on you and just it dash the Omen and the Omen's done for. Um, so I would say Jet's an amazing agent to do it with, Reyna. Um, Phoenix is also good. You can use his flashes to get a kill. But I would say, guys, if you're not putting any like aggression on the other team and you're kind of just letting them take a site or you're letting them just play default and they aren't really doing anything, um, don't peek that angle by yourself and go for that flank alone. I would bring somebody with you. If you if you watch pro games, they're usually they're always going together. They're always um fighting orb. So you can both fight orb. You know, one's watching one angle while the other person's getting orb. And then you guys can both push up together. You can also get a trade off of that. If it's, if it's a two, two V one, one person's, you know, swinging, you can absolutely trash on them. Um, and just get that trade. One person backs off and you're safe. So I would just do it. Don't do it every round. Cause they're going to expect it, you know, do it from different areas. Um, just try not to be repetitive with it. I think that's where it goes wrong. Also lurking. I've been doing it quite a bit. If you're if your team is going hard A and then you know the defending team it, they defend you really well uh, sage walls she orbs there's not much you can do and then you run C really quick on on Haven let's say you're running C I'll like sometimes you know go mid or garage and try to get that mid map control and catch those um, enemies rotating and just catching those enemies rotating they often like have their knife out or they're not expecting that early fight early on, you know, cause they're thinking that you're all C or whatnot. Um, that sometimes, you know, sometimes people are watching it cause they're expecting it and they knew that they didn't have the whole map on like control. So just watch out for that. But, but getting that like early um, flank on them, being able to get like a angle that they aren't expecting is, is really important. Um, so I think, I think that's like definitely a huge topic that, we can make for a full episode. So, but that's just like my first takes on it. Um, another one I'm just going to cover is trigger control. This is, um, I, I do need to work on this as well, but 
pretty much, you know, you're, you have like a dirty angle on somebody and the enemy doesn't see you. And you're pretty much just waiting till you can have that maximum, maximum damage output is what we're looking for. Right? Like you're, you're not wanting to get one kill. You're wanting to get three. Um, and, and you, you see that opportunity of getting that one, like that first kill, but you also think that like that enemy doesn't see you there. His other, like, you know, brothers are coming with him and you're going to be able to see them soon. So you're able to get, you know, three kills without them noticing you, which is insane. You want to maximize that damage output. So try to refrain from shooting somebody right away. If you know that they're not going to see you, or if you know that they aren't going to check your angle, um, it's very situational. You, you can't trigger trigger control. It's only like appropriate in certain situations. Um, I sometimes will wait until I like see two people, but the first guy, like he, he walks past this angle and then he like checks it, you know, a second after. So I don't expect him to turn around, but he does. And then I, I end up dying when I could have gotten two kills there or, or at least one. I mean, um, so if, if you have the opportunity to get multiple enemies, you're able just to refrain from like shooting that first guy that you see instantly. Then I would do so in those situations because you obviously would rather get two than, you know, two kills in one. Um, I think that just comes with time too, just like knowing, knowing where you're at. We'll have to do a, do a live representation of trigger control, but that's a very good topic. So thanks for those suggestions. I think we're probably going to start covering them in, um, the upcoming episodes, maybe do a whole episode on one of them, but all right. So moving on Valorant updates. Um, there was a big Yuru bug. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but on breeze and then other, other maps, actually Yuru was able to teleport through these walls and then get inside these walls. And some, he, he sometimes he was able to shoot through them or he would just jump out in the like areas and then just, you know, jump through a wall right onto an enemy. He was also able to plant inside the pyramid on breeze and no one was able to defuse it. So it was very game breaking. Um, so Valorant, they actually fixed that. I think that was yesterday they fixed it. So they're pretty on top of it, which was nice. Um, but I know a lot of people were abusing that and trying to get free, free games, <laughs> which is pretty unfortunate, but another update, they had a surprise competitive update. Um, on their Twitter, this is quoted from Valorant, Play Valorant Twitter. We just rolled out some tweaks to the ranked queue that should tighten matchmaking skill. Fair warning that you might may see a slight increase to queue times. So they actually they they tighten the matchmaking skill. So they're pretty much just tightening the elo that you're playing with, which is um always good to hear. You know, we don't want to be playing with. I'm guys, I'm plat one and I'm playing with an immortal. How is that happening? Like, like this was yesterday. Um, so maybe possibly seeing less of that huge gap between skill. It's, I think that'd be nice to see ranking systems garbage. I think they know that that's why they're kind of doing this little small update. I think, um, in my opinion, guys, I think they're working on something big. I really, I really do think they are planning on a big update for the ranking system because it's, it's been quite aware. A lot of pro players are talking about it. Pretty much everyone is, but, um, just don't let it get to you. I've been, I've been pretty angry at it. It like sucks 
you know, ranking down from diamond to uh, plat one in one day. And it's it's very unfortunate, you know, losing like 11 games in a row just because of like dumb teammates and whatnot. So hopefully like we see some fix. It, it does suck. It sucks a lot. But. Yeah, that's it for the updates this week. Uh, moving on to Valorant champion. So this is like the tournament. I was just planning on giving you a little update on this. But teams for each region are locked in for Iceland. And if you guys want to watch this, it's going to be May 24th um, through the 30th. I'm not I think this is just like the the second Masters or whatever. I'm not sure like when the when the big, big tournament is, but that might be a game to watch if you guys want to um, watch some pro gameplay. All right, guys, this this episode is going to be short, obviously. Um, so I'm going to move on to Sage here. Craxel, thank you for the bits, man. I, I really do appreciate that. I haven't really been catching up on chat too much. Um, but Sage, guys, I, I don't play her that much, but I do play her in that like chance where we need a Sentinel. And I'm trying to get into it. So I, I do apologize if I'm missing some big strategy or whatnot. Eventually we'll have to we'll we'll get a pro on. We we do want to get some big names on these um agents to cover them, you know, to justice, to do them justice, obviously. So abilities, we're just gonna go with it here. Barrier orb, 300 credits for Sage. She has her slow orb, healing orb, and resurrection. Um, I would say her resurrection is probably her best part of her kit and her barrier orb. That kind of those are the two things that stand out for me from Sage. She's obviously a decent healer, not as good as Sky, in my opinion, but it, it kind of varies. So <clears throat> Sage is obviously a character where you don't really want to be playing in the front. You don't want to be like extremely aggressive with her. You, we've obviously heard of the battle Sage, right? But in reality, you're not wanting to um, use Sage as a duelist because you're kind of, you know, you're not giving her wall as justice as you should. And her heels kind of going to waste because you're not using it right. Um, and that's never, never a good thing. So using her walls, here's just like some tips that I was kind of like looking at and um, I've noticed. But a lot of a lot of sages, they they use their barrier orb and um, they just use it early round. Like you always see on split guys. When are you not seeing that wall mid? When are you not? It's it's instantly like like that. That wall is going up right away. If you're putting that wall up right away, you're pretty much giving the whole entire enemy team like that ability to shoot it down right away because it's not going to be able to fortify in time. And also you're you're also giving their ability to they're just going to wait it out like they're ha they have that time to spend to completely wait it out. They don't have to they don't have to shoot it out. They can just play default, wait till that wall comes down, and then take mid if they want. You know, and that's going to be free. Also, some sages, they just use their um, their slow orbs right away when it's not hitting anyone. When those are best to stop a push, you know, if they know they are coming there. So I would say with her wall, try not to use it such early, like in such early rounds, because you're, you're just wasting it. You're not really doing as much as you could with it. Maybe you can wait on that mid split if you're going to wall mid. Maybe wait a little bit. If you hear some action, like you could throw a slow orb, but kind of refrain from using that barrier orb slowly. Because if there's like 
you know, 45 seconds left in the game, then you can throw that say like that barrier orb down. And that team's probably going to be forced to shoot through it, which will give your, your team time to rotate. And also you can throw those um, slow orbs cause you know, people are there. So if, if you're, if you're kind of placing it down right away, maybe take a look back, be like, Hey, like I actually might need, should hold on to this and maybe use it more effectively in other situations. If someone's telling you to wall mid every round, I would not listen to them. There's, there's not really a point to, because you're just, you know, you know how to play Sage, use her wall in the best way you think is possible. Um, another tip on your wall is that, so, you know, you can, you can, it's obviously the button C to place your wall. It's a default C. If you press C twice, it, it rotates it vertically or lengthwise, um, allowing you to like, you know, get behind a wall and place it that lengthwise without exposing yourself. So using it this way, I've used it the most, like, you know, pressing C twice, using that lengthwise instead of exposing myself to the enemy. Also, if you hold down your right click, you can um, adjust the wall to, you know, exactly to be, to be exactly precise, to make an exact angle that you want to place it at. Obviously, you guys do know this, but one cool thing is that if you rotate your wall like pre round and then you take out your gun and you pull your wall back out, your wall is going to be rotated. It's, it's going to stay rotated from what you had it at. So early pre round, if, if you can pretty much rotate your wall for the way you want it. And then as you're pushing a site, you take out your um, wall and you're able to place it exactly the way you want it with that angle already chosen. So you're not kind of, you know, doing it on the fly, rotating your wall, making sure it's like precise covering both angles. So for an example, a lot of people are doing that like icebox wall on a, they're cutting off that wall, making it, you know, so you can plant the bomb there still. And if, if you're rotating that wall pre round that angle, exactly, it's going to be such a quick wall up. Cause I mean that wall, it, you, you do have to get it kind of precise and be able to get like that, that person able to plant the bomb there and you could mess up one round. So doing this might be able to um, prevent that. Um, another thing is using your mini map. This is like one thing. I don't know if people, people may have already known this or do it all the time, but this has like been so beneficial to me when I was playing Sage is on the mini map. It shows exactly what sections of the wall are taken out on the Sage wall. Even if you're not, you're, you don't even have to be playing Sage, anyone that you're playing, you can see the wall. So you can obviously have, you can have that the mental image or whatnot to see when that wall is up and when it's down. And then you can see, you know, like someone can go through here cause this section's off. So I need to be aware of mid, but if that wall's still up, you can kind of like, you know, you don't have to go check it right away. Cause you know, not, no one's going to be there. So that's always obviously a, a kind of a cool thing, especially in like a clutch situation. You can still tell if that wall's still up or not. So I would, I would pay attention to that. That's actually helped me like multiple times. Um, using the wall, a lot of people use it. So, you know, you can use it defensively, use it as a battle sage wall. You know, you're walling yourself up right in the sky and you're just getting a dirty angle on somebody. Obviously, those things are insane. Um, another good technique is just counter counter walling. Is that you can even just wall off the complete like like a bomb site. So like on icebox on B, you can wall that spike plant off. So then in, they're going to have to break the 
break the wall to be able to plant the spike, which, you know, you're, you're giving your team time and you're kind of pushing them off the site so they can't get on. Um, and also doing, it, it just gives them a lot of time. It kind of messes up their entire push because they're not able to get that spike down. Someone's holding the spike, wanting to get it down, but they can't. So, you know, then everyone's already rotating, throwing their util and you're already pushing them back. Um, also guys, look at, look at, um, I don't know what the site is, but I think it's blitz.gg. That's a really good website for knowing lineups and different, um, ways to use the abilities on any agent. But I was looking on there and there's some really cool sage walls you can do. And also you can even use a sage wall for one ways. I know I've seen some people use them, but in, in, in any way it's really useful. But maybe using it for like a counter spike plant, I've used it. And it sometimes, you know, just gives that t gives that time for your um, team to come on site. Um, and also. Yeah, yeah, that's it for the wall, guys. I, I probably missed a lot. There's so many ways you can use it. I don't even know how to cover it, but I, I hope I did some justice there. Um, the slow orb. Moving on to the slow orb here. The I would say this is her, you know, this isn't used as much as it should be paired with other other abilities, but pairing it with the raised grenade is is actually filthy. I've talked about this before, but guys, I have... I have gotten so many kills with this thing. Being able to just shoot the, you know, you're throwing a nade right on on Sage's slow orb. You're kind of guaranteed a kill because they can't really do anything. Even with Breach. Um, so I would start pairing it with abilities, what I'm trying to say here. And one one thing that I was I was playing with Eric, actually. Eric plays Viper a lot recently. And he was telling me all of his lineups that he's been doing. And Sage is slow orbs they actually act the exact same way as viper's snake bite which is really cool because you can pretty much i was copying eric's lineups completely and i just slow orb the spike like right before i heard uh de defuse and then he would just throw a snake bite on and they can't do a single thing because if it does if they're on the bomb and then eric's snake biting snake bite lands and my slow orb lands they're dead no matter what there's not really a chance for them to get out. So if, if there's a Viper on your team or a Vi like a person who's played Viper before and you um are in that position that you need like a lineup for that bomb, you can actually line that up, you know, ask him where that lineup is, throw the orb onto Spike and maybe um, give you that clutch round. Um, I would say it's, it's not really a great you know you're not running lineups every round it's not doing any damage people can still defuse with the slow orb but maybe in some situations it, it could do could do something um another thing is that this was a before viper was nerfed you could actually you could hear the enemy on slow orbs even if they walked or like crouch walked and running but now you can only hear the enemy when they run so if, if someone does slow orb you can just start walking and they aren't going to be able to hear you on the slow orb obviously if you're running you're going to be able to hear that little ticking noise and you'll know someone's there but if you do get slow orb and the the sage doesn't see you she's just throwing the slow orb you can actually stay unnoticed still which is something that i never really thought of before because you could they could still hear you no matter what um yeah. So healing orb guys. We're we're going we're going quick here. 
healing orb. It's it's probably it's her signature ability or whatever they call it. Um, it's it's on a timer. I don't know exactly the timer. I think it's forty five seconds or around there. But pretty much just heals you 60, 60 health. Um, and and then another just something that you guys might not know, but if you are getting healed and you're damaged at all in any way, the healing's actually stopped. It's not gonna heal you. And it'll it'll like pause and then heal you again after that timer is complete, obviously. But if if you're like, you know, asking for a heal and then you just don't wait at all and you're just rushing back in. You get, you know, barely hit by a raise grenade. You're not going to be getting healed pretty much at all. So maybe if you are getting healed, you're asking for that heal. I would just step back, kind of wait till like 40 health is um, healed or 50 or what, whatnot. And then you'll you'll be able to get that full potential from her heal. And also a big thing is that her healing orb, it has an audio cue. I know maybe lower elo players if if you're in a clutch moment and you don't want the person to know where you're at, audio is obviously the most important thing. You know, you don't if if someone knows where you're at, they have the upper upper edge on you. And if you're going to heal in that situation, you know, you have like 40 health and you want to get to 100, you pull out the healing orb, you heal yourself. They're going to know where you're at. It might be like better just to hold off from that and then just wait and maybe, you know, catch the enemy on surprise. Because that's obviously, I would say, the way to go with that. But um, Healing Orb, not much to it, guys. I would probably just use it in... If someone's begging you for a heal and you're like low HP, just use it for yourself, in my opinion. Because, I mean, the other the other enemy, they're just going to... If, if he's toxic, at least. If you think that you're going to use a heal more than them, just use a heal yourself. Don't, don't always, you know, give your util to everyone. Because this 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 game, it, you know, it should be a team game, but obviously it's not. <laughs> but all right, resurrection. Last ability, it's obviously your ultimate. Has seven points that you need seven ult orbs. Um, I would say the probably one of the best ultimates in the game. You know, you're getting that. You know, the six people on the team. Um, it it can be used in multiple ways. You're using it to bait some people sometimes, and then just get that extra extra guy on the team if you get if you know if if the enemy picks you off early you can get that other guy up so if if you are using it in like a clutch situation it's like a 1v it's a 1v2 someone's screaming at you in your ears to you know please res me please res me like it's a jet just screaming um i would hold off if it's not in your if it's not in like a good situation if jet died across the map and he's telling you to like res him i wouldn't do it it's not worth it to go out of your way completely and to use that resurrection when you probably are just gonna die if you're gonna use it like for to ensure like a bait if you're like predicting a bait you're using it someone's gonna swing on you then you can get that kill then you can use it if you have a barrier orb you know throw the barrier orb up Make, ensure that safe resurrection because I don't know how many times I've been rezzed and killed. You know, some sage is just rezzing you, leaves you alone, and you're just, you see the enemy just staring at you as you're like coming up out of, you know, out of the death screen and you just get popped. And then you have that extra death and it's never fun to have, you know. Eric's running more deaths than rounds every single game he's he's playing. And you don't want to be like that, man. So I would try to try to refrain from that. 
and, and use your resurrection if, in, in, in a way where you can see it benefits you or be- benefits the round. Because, I mean, you're exposing yourself to a resurrection. They're going to swing on you. Nothing's going to happen. And you're just going to be absolutely smacked. So for playing Sage here, obviously you shouldn't be playing in the front of the group. I would say that just because maybe like second, if, if you're in like the second of the group, third, fourth, or fifth. Probably not in the front. When you're in the second like lineup, you can use that wall early to block off that angle for your um, teammates behind you. And then also you can support them with your like slow orbs and whatnot. But Sage doesn't have to be aggressive. She can play for that like defensive post plant or even just, you know, defending rounds. Um, also be aware of playing too passive. I know so many sages, they like what they're doing is they're they're just playing for they're crouching an angle, they're crouching a little cubby, not peeking anything at all because they're scared. They just want to, you know, throw their little slow orbs, wait for their wall to to come up and and just fortify. They don't really know what to do. And then the entire team on your side is just getting absolutely rammed because, you know, it, it's a they're just they're just getting one v one all the time because you're not helping them, you're not trading with them. Um, just don't do don't be too passive. If you're playing too passive, then nothing's really gonna happen. You're just you're baiting your team. You don't want to be baiting your team all the time. At least trade with them. And then, you know, provide that heal as you're fighting. So I, I think um there's something to be said about just playing aggressive and too passively. There's there, I would just try to play together, try to work as a team. Um in the Craxel episode, he had he had such a good point, guys. Is like if if someone's on the flank or like if you know where one guy is and you have three of you like all all work together swing at the same time on him or like use get the upper hand on him you know you're not you're not wanting to do like a 1v1 and just get picked off cuz i mean there's obviously there's there's so many rounds where i've thrown by just pushing some enemy because like you know oh it's a it's a 3v1 you push that enemy, you die, and then the other guy's just gonna start wrecking you. Um, so just try to find that middle ground. And also, if you're wanting to play Sage, I would probably go to a support role. Because I mean you're not gonna you're not gonna get all the benefits as you would as like playing Reyna and playing aggressively. Reyna's a great agent to play aggressively, Jet is as well. You're able to get that pick and back off. Sage isn't as much. You know, her abilities work well with her entire team. But obviously, like Jet and Reina's abilities, they're working pretty much for themselves. And they're kind of like self-sufficient. They're kind of based on like just fracking out and going wild. Which is what you... If if you're a super aggressive agent and then you're just... You're playing Sage, like, what are you doing? So kind of just find your role. I know like there's some people who just love playing support roles. So like, go play Sage but don't be too passive, you know, swing with your team, work as a team and try to like support that. And also guys like, I, okay, so getting terrible teams, it's so common. I've played with such garbage teams and it's not fun because they're just, you know, they're screaming at you, telling you what to do when they aren't really doing anything right. It, it's just like a madhouse. Everybody's either screaming at each other or not talking at all. And 
in that situation, you can still play as a team in some way. Like you're, you're able to, you're able to kind of bait your teammates even or swing off your teammates right when they get into a gunfight or maybe just like kind of support them in a way that will help everyone, even if they aren't talking at all. So I know we say like, you know, working, working together is going to benefit you a ton, but in those moments, like it's so hard to, and it's like very, very hard to find that area where you can work together. And I think, I think that's where you need to, um, Find that place where you can be beneficial to your team. Guys, I, that's it. That's all I have on Sage. I know it's I know it's garbage. It's it's very trash. There's not much there. And this, this agent episode is is um not the greatest. But I I just wanted to um give kind of just give a quick introduction to Sage, mainly just because she's been in the game. And I found out this lineup thing, like this Viper lineup thing with um the snake bite. Um, this last week actually, and I'm guys, I'm telling you, <laughs> I was shooting this slow orb straight up into the sky where Eric was telling me to lands perfectly on spike. And then I just run around peek it as they're slow orbed like every time. And it was just amazing. So even if you are a Viper, you know, like if you're a Viper player and you have lineups for Viper, you know, like run Sage's slow orbs. It's actually quite fun, but that's it for Sage. I'm just going to give you, um, I streamed yesterday and it was actually, it was a really fun stream. I had a great time. I watched a fellow, um, brother play. His name was Cameron in the discord. And he was actually, he had some really good tips. He's an immortal player. And I actually ran a few games with him. He was able to, um, backpack me a little bit mainly because, um, I, I forced him into submission because, I he didn't back me backpack me out of plat one. I think it was in um plat three that we played together or plat plat two. But he had great tips on just like jiggle peeking. Is that he is insane on his keys and he's almost jiggle peeking like most angles and counter strafing these angles where like he's just showing a little part of his body super quick, but he's able to get a shot off. And you know, like he's slicing the pie as Craxel was saying slicing this pie, peeking like one angle, counter strafing it, peeking another angle, peeking another angle because more than often someone's going to be in a spot that they're they they're usually in. They're going to be in a common spot where you think they're going to be and you can just barely you can expect that line up your crosshair, you counter strafe this angle, you shoot a couple times and you back off. And when you're exposing yourself such, you know, to like little like literally nothing, you're exposing no part of your body and you're still getting a shot off the enemy team's not going to be able to hit you at all and this cameron guy he was playing with me and he was getting kind of he's getting kind of smacked on in the first part because he wasn't expecting these plat players just to wide swing every single angle because they're wide swinging and that's not what you're seeing in immortal because they're kind of smart and they're you know they're in like a 1v2 duel they're just peeking a little bit because they don't want to die they don't want to get picked off so when you're wide swinging you're kind of like you know you're it's just not un, it's very unexpected and we're not playing as a team in plat so we're not able to get that kill when he's wide swinging so he's just he's smacking on this cameron guy but in in reality like counter strafing is going to work out more like efficiently and it's just going to be consistent because you're exposing just a little part of yourself 
And and when like a guy's wide swinging, he's in a he's at an angle where you're not expecting him to be, which which is kind of unfortunate. But there's something to be said there. It's kind of interesting on just showing yourself a little bit, slicing the pie or whatnot, and absolutely just smacking on these kids. Another point that he brought up was very very similar to Craxel, but like aim is not everything. You don't have to be cracked out of your mind to have insane aim. This Cameron guy, he didn't spend any time in aim labs. He pretty much like stayed strictly to the the range. And I think that's um pretty I think that's motivating for me because I don't really like the range at all. And it's mainly just like trying to trying to have kind of just consistent, decent aim. But just having like game sense, that's gonna give you more, it's just gonna help you out a lot more. If you don't know what's going on. Like work on that before you work on your aim, work on how the game is played. And also like, you know, it's, it's consistent because it's, it's like consistent when you see these silver one players absolutely smacking on you because they have this insane aim, but the majority, like there's other silver players who don't have good game sense. Like and, and they're staying in silver because they, ha- they have this insane aim, but they're staying in silver because they don't have good game sense. Like I, I, I am dead serious when I say the majority of gold players have way better aim than me. I don't have good aim at all. I've kind of just like submitted to that, but I think I'm decent in like my game sense where I can make plays where I, you know, I would get absolutely smacked on if I didn't know what I was doing. Um. So, guys, game sense is very important. That's kind of the thing that I'm trying to say here. And just knowing game mechanics and knowing um, the movements, being able to counter strafe an angle like that as as these filthy boys are doing, I think that's going to benefit you a lot. I, I think I've been working on that mostly, and it's been um, helping me a lot, actually. But So, guys, in, in the chat, Lingo, I heard Tenzi say, when he was ranking up his alt account, he was getting smacked on in bronze lobbies because the plays that are made are so unexpected. Yeah, I've actually, I saw that same video, man. And he, he was getting trashed on because like these bronze players are just doing like wild things that you don't notice. So it's kind of interesting that I was talking to Cameron, like every single rank is just a whole nother game. It's like a, it's a complete different game style. Cause it's it's weird because you have like the the gold three toxic lobbies where you can't even talk in a mic or you'll just you know you'll get threatened or whatnot, and then you know bronze lobbies are just covered with smurfs. It's just a whole different like style of playing. Like in immortal lobbies, it's it's just a whole other world out there. Like we're we're not even close to it. So I, I would say like work on um what you struggle most in your rank. Like like what is the biggest anchor anchor in your own rank and that you're able to, to work out of someone in the chat was had a question here. Any tips on how to get out of bra, how to get of iron? Um, I, I would look at a recent episode on, I think it was Mr. Sandman. He had a really good tips. And then Craxel kind of said some, some comments there. I would probably say, dude, just work on the game sense, man. Like work on knowing the maps, run deathmatch a bunch, figure out what's going on. No different angles that like people peak. 
Just get used to it. Crosshair placement is huge. Majority of people are just like their crosshair placement is very bad. Um, also, a confidence confidence level is huge. Just not like hiding in a corner, crouched, but being able to like have that confidence of peeking an angle and getting a kill. If you're not confident, I'm. If I'm not confident in a game, I'll just be kind of shaking and barely even peeking anything. I'm not going for any kills at all. It's just like I'm kind of just accepting defeat. I already, I already, you know, think in my head like I'm not going to be able to get this kill. So I'm not really peeking, and then I just wait for them to push me, and I just get absolutely smacked. And and getting that info is really big. So if you're not peeking, you're not giving your team info. You're not knowing where people are at. You, more than often, you're going to be, you know, absolutely trashed on. Um, but also another big tip to get out of iron is like, dude, queue up with as many people as you can. A big a big plus for you, man, is that they actually. The ranking like gap there is huge. I think I, I don't know what it is exactly, but it's like iron one to silver one or silver three. And I mean, you can play with any bronze player, any silver player, like just queue up with some boys and just to help you get out of that elo. And eventually, I think you're gonna if you're playing with people who are a little bit better than you, you're going to be kind of getting used to their play style, being able to um probably probably get better quicker. I think. So maybe um work on that, just trying to find at least one person to roll with. Like guys, the the reason why I, I kind of mentioned this in my stream, but I'll just mention it here on the podcast. A big reason I was gonna queue up with Eric on my plat one D rank game, but I just I said no. I was like, guy, like Eric, I can't do it. There's there's no chance. Um and the reason being is that plat three. Eric's in plat three. I'm in plat one. Like if I'm going to queue up with Eric, I'm just going to be put in, you know, this higher elo. I'm going to be running with diamond threes or whatnot. Diamond players. When I could just roll with plat one players, I can just roll with lower boys and then, you know, do good there and work my, myself up. And actually I solo queued most of those games from plat one to like almost plat three. And I won almost all of them because of that reason. I was able just to like frag out and get kills. So it kind of goes to like against what I was saying on like queuing up with some other boys. But if you are queuing up with someone that's way better than you, you might not, um, you might not do as well, obviously, but maybe if you are iron queue up with some bronze players, I think, I don't think that gap is too big for you. And I also think there's some iron players that deserve to be in silver. You know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of boys that are just, like deep down bad and are very hard stuck, which, which very sucks. You know, it sucks a lot, but all right, guys. Um, I think I, I covered pretty much everything that I was going to. I know it was a very dry episode tonight. I think next week Coulter is planning on getting on. Hopefully it doesn't go back to Fortnite. You know, I, I don't want it. I don't want to see it again, but I, I hope he doesn't. That would be um, very unfortunate to see that. So just send your prayers out to, to King Coulter. Um, I, I hope you guys had a great listen here. Um, you have been listening to the Flow State Gaming Podcast, episode 29, where I spoke about Sage, flanking, lurking, and trigger control, and some other tips. You guys have a great week. We will see you next Tuesday 
on episode 30, so it probably is going to be hot and spicy then. Have a good one, guys, and have a great week. Bye.